Hi, welcome to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. I'm Rashonda Yates, and today we're talking about how to not slip back into old habits when you're having a bad day. Now, I recovered from binge eating after 10 years of struggling with it and lost 50 pounds and kept it off for over two years. So I'm going to share my best strategies and tips to help you end your binge eating once and for all. So can you relate to this? It's all well and good to say, that's it. I'm not going to binge anymore when I'm feeling good. But it's not necessarily going to be accurate for when I'm having a bad day. It's very easy to slip back into old habits. Or it's an easy, quick fix. It's hard to sit with uncomfortable emotions and not physically do something about it. If I'm struggling, I want to have a quick fix. I don't want to feel what I feel. I haven't experienced ways that do that quite like sugar. So it's difficult for me to imagine other solutions. Can you relate to any of those quotes? I definitely can. I think we we all can. The hardest time was when I was working in a job that I was stressed out every single day. And that was before I had the tools I'm sharing with you. But even now, I still have moments of slipping back into old habits. We all do. And... It's how we think about and respond to those moments that determine what the outcome is going to be and ultimately what results we get. This episode is brought to you by my three-part series, How to Stop a Binge Before It Starts. It's a video training that teaches you how to get through any craving without giving in so you can lose excess weight, have more energy, and eat healthy more effortlessly. I also share the four steps I used to get through cravings that helped me lose 50 pounds and keep it off for over two years. You can access all of that at free-videos.rashondayates.com. When it comes to this idea of slipping back into old habits that don't serve us when things aren't going the way we want, there's one quote that comes to mind from Viktor Frankl, who wrote Man's Search for Meaning. He said, Between stimulus and response, there's a space. And that space is our power to choose our response. And our response lies our growth and our freedom. You know, failures, setbacks, and roadblocks, all of these frustrating things are going to happen to us for the rest of our lives. (laughs) When you think about that, there's only one way to deal with it. And that's to choose how we respond to them. But it's definitely easier said than done. I recall um, during the same time I mentioned earlier, working at a job where I felt overwhelmed every single day and really had no tools to handle those emotions without even thinking about it. I would leave work. I would head straight for my favorite um, fast food place and order chicken fingers and fries you know, get um, ice cream on the way home and a Twix bar and I'd plop in my chair and I'd binge watch House of Cards while binging on literally thousands of calories for dinner. And I did this almost every single night. But fast forward to now and I'm able to handle problem after frustrating problem. And it rarely occurs to me to pick up food. And trust me, if I can get to this place, you can too. All right. It just takes patience with yourself and the right process. So 
what we want to do is we want to move ourselves towards these responses. Self-compassion, curiosity, focusing on progress, not perfection, being solution oriented. So how do we start to choose these responses instead of distracting ourselves, numbing and avoiding using food? I have three steps to offer you to move into these more helpful responses. Step one is to notice your reaction. We all have automatic reactions. The feelings and thoughts that happen outside of our conscious awareness. These are what is happening between the stimulus and the response. So the stimulus could be a frustrating call with a customer service person or the child who back talks or the partner who keeps ignoring your request to put the dishes in the sink instead of all over the counter. Whereas your response is the action that you take, whether that's uh, saying something or yelling or snapping or physical behavior like slamming the door or stomping your feet or whatever that might be. So in between your the stimulus and the response are the reactions. Um, so what are these? It could be thoughts like, I'm so sick of being put on hold or why don't any of the kids ever just follow directions the first time? Or why do they keep putting these on the counter when I specifically ask them to put them in the sink? Am I just a housekeeper to them? Or your reactions could be sensations in your body like warmth or a rising in your belly or chest or tightening of the jaw or neck, any physical sensation. When you notice these automatic reactions, these things that just happen, um, these things that happen without you even thinking about them. When you notice your automatic reactions, you're starting to bring your awareness to them. And that is so important to change any habit. Really be curious about these automatic reactions that are happening. This is going to naturally lengthen that space that Frankel was talking about between the stimulus and the response. And this is good for you because it calms you down and it gives you the chance to choose your response, which Frankel says is where our growth and our freedom lies. Like I said, I have absolutely found this to be true in my own life. Each time I respond in the way that I choose to what I perceive as negative stimuli, I feel more and more free from those responses that didn't serve me, such as binge eating. So that's one, that's step one. Just notice your reactions. Step two is to ask, what am I being pulled away from? This is a chance to connect with your values for who you want to be in the world and what your goals and dreams are for your life. Who we are and what we accomplish has everything to do with these small moments and the choices that we make in them. This question is simple but powerful way to remind yourself of your values and help you make a choice that aligns with them. I love using it um, in these moments for several reasons. For one, it helps you to stay motivated. Let's say you feel overwhelmed with your work and you get to the thought you get the thought to take a break and have a snack. Now, sometimes this is truly an aligned choice, but sometimes it's a response that doesn't serve us. With practice, you'll get to know the difference intuitively. But let's say it's the latter. 
you know you recently ate, you're not actually hungry, and you really want to make the choice to keep with the task you're doing and come out on the other side proud of yourself for staying with the uncomfortable feelings and getting through it. First, notice you're feeling overwhelmed. Then ask, what am I being pulled away from? Maybe it's your dream of having your own business. Maybe it's wanting to have the energy to climb a mountain you've always dreamed of climbing. When people say, remember your why, a lot of times they don't talk about how to practically do that in a way that helps your everyday life. But here's an easy way to do it and to help it motivate you again and again by bringing you back to the emotions of how you will feel when you achieve your hopes and dreams for your life. Step three is to take a deep breath and make the aligned choice. The truth is, you know exactly what the right thing to do is. It's just sometimes we need a second to pause and get back in touch with our inner knowing. We all know deep down what's right and what we need, but it can be very hard to hear that little voice inside sometimes. So steps one and two are designed to help us to turn the volume down on the noise so that we can hear that that little signal of our own voice. Let's go back to the work example. You've recognized you're overwhelmed. Then you've asked, what am I being pulled away from? Maybe it's starting your dream business designed around your ideal lifestyle. Now take a deep breath. What do you need to be closer to that dream? Is it refocus on the task at hand? Is it to take a break and go for a walk? Maybe you haven't eaten in a while, or maybe your body is screaming, I'm hungry. Sometimes we just get hungry sooner, even if we recently ate. Like I said, you'll learn this over time. The fact is, we're going to be in a period of learning yourself and learning your body and its hunger cues and the difference between craving and hunger. So it's so important to be patient, to be curious and be compassionate through this process. Remember to focus on progress, not perfection. So that's your three steps to not slip back into old habits when you're having a bad day. They are to notice your reactions Ask, what am I being pulled away from? And take a deep breath and make an aligned choice. And I have more information on how to stay motivated in my three-part series, How to Stop a Binge Before It Starts. So if you haven't checked that out yet, definitely do that at free-videos.rashondayates.com. And I'll catch you next time on the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on on another episode. Bye.